Let me get a 10-piece hot, extra crispy, extra wet. Let me get a blue cheese. Matter of fact, two. I'm on celery and fries and a peach drink. And make sure my fries is hot because they was cold last time. You are now listening to the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet Podcast with the Young Aunties. Hello, world. You are here with the Young Aunties at the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet Podcast. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. And we appreciate that. We're gonna let you know who we are. Let's get some introductions rolling in here. Kirby, tell them who you are. Yo, it's Where's Kirby in on most platforms, aka the Westside Woodner. Checking in from the Swats as usual. And Jazzy, let them know who you are. Woo, this your girl Jazzy. Coming from the east side. I'm glad to be in the number one more time. I'm glad the Lord see fit to wake me up this morning. Be That's here. Right. I heard that, and it's your girl, Nick, your favorite homegirl from the old school, Latonia. The East is where it's at. And we are the young aunties. Yes. (laughs) This is our, ladies, this is what, the third, is our third podcast? Yes. I think we, we, so what do y'all think so far? I mean, I'm excited. You know, the, it, of course, we haven't reached a level of perfection. I'm still figuring out editing, mm-hmm. but I really love the dynamic that has been created. Um, and I just enjoy, you know, the production meetings and everything. It's really, really cool. I, and I and I think that I think that we're headed in a, in a positive and a higher trajectory. Yeah, Jazzy, what you think? I'm, I'm excited as well. I'm still a little nervous. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get my voice together. You know. <laughs> Make sure I get in character real good. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but I'm excited. I'm looking forward to the future. And I'm ready for this damn pandemic to be over with so we can be all in the same room, honey. We can feed off of each other. I energy. know. I know. For those of y'all who don't realize it, we're not in the same room. We're all um, in our own respective homes um, when we were doing these podcasts because of the pandemic. Um, of course, when we first came up with this idea, we planned on being in the same room, um, but we decided to just make it happen either way. And I think the chemistry yeah. is good, so it, it still works. But we are looking forward to being in the same room. Um, I, I, I just got to point out, like the funniest things when we first talked about the podcast. Jazzy's first question was, "Can we cuss?" <laughs> oh, it sure was. <laughs> We grown. At the end of the day, it's a podcast. You know, you have to seek out a podcast. If you if you don't like a podcast, you don't have to listen. Yeah, to it. and I just you know, I also just want to throw out there like, um, just to give y'all a little background. This was Kirby's brainchild. Um, oh, no, 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 no. I got we got to chat to our friend because you had this idea yes. swimming in your head, and you know, you, she had it for quite a while, y'all, and um, you know, she kind of brought it to us and allowed us to kind of, you know, help her flush it out and, um, you know, get it out there in the universe. And so we appreciate you and um, your whole idea of the extra crispy, extra red and the young aunties, um, which is why we are so happy to, you know, invite all the young aunties and young uncles to come along and help yes. us develop this whole brand and, and, and build it and see where it goes. But 
Either way, yo, I, I agree with y'all. I think it's going really good. Come on, son. Hey, Larry <laughs> Tinsley on V103. Um, hey. <laughs> everybody grew up with that going to church. Listen to Larry Tinsley. Oh, listen. <laughs> but um, shout out to Uncle Larry Tinsley. Um, but anyway, y'all know how we start every show. Uh, Jazzy, what's your wing order for today? So I'm gonna go with my. This is my. This is my go-to. Okay. Uh, uh, a ten-piece mild with lemon pepper sprinkle, extra crispy. Mm-hmm. I don't want it wet this time. And I'm gonna do some with some shrimp fried rice. Hey. And give me some celery and blue cheese, baby, with a peach hey. drink. Hey. Gotta get a peach drink, Kirby. What you eating today? Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna be a glutton. <laughs> I'm gonna get a fish. Oh, she's hungry today. Butter ranch, um, heavy on the ranch. Ooh, okay. Um, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling myself. Ranch, you know, ranch is one of those like all around type of. If you don't like ranch wings, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. They're wonderful. Hidden Valley packs and and the butter and mm-hmm. all really about that action. Fifteen piece, but I'm also gonna do like a side salad type of situation because. Okay. I don't really want to run the gamut all the way today. Um, and I'm going to probably cut my peach drink with a little water. Okay. All right. I, I hear that. Well, I'm, I'm thinking I got to switch it up just a little bit, too. I'm going to go ahead and get me a 10-piece braised wings. All right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to make a decision on do I want the fries or do I just want some white rice, some plain white rice. I don't know. Um, okay, Brazen you know that white rice. rice that yeah. I, don't, I don't do the fried rice. Um, usually I just do white rice, but yeah, some good braised wings. Yeah, that sauce on the braised wings be hitting like a baby. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna go ahead and get my. I'm gonna do like Kirby. You know, I'm gonna get my sparkling ice, black raspberry. You know, no sugar in the drink. Oh. I guess I'm just gonna be running my sugar. <laughs> I don't want nothing cut. I want it straight. Looking at some of these topics, they're gonna Lord run. Lord Jesus. And speaking of, let's move on into it. But before we get into the hot topics, what's on the menu of the day? Jazzy, tell us who is our auntie of the day. Our auntie of the day is no other than the Regina King. She's an actress, director. Listen, she started off in 227 as a little mm-hmm. cub. 227. I remember that. Um, I loved her in Friday. She was in Ray. Yeah. Poetic Justice. Let's not forget her and Janet. Y'all yes. ain't got no OD. Right? <laughs> right. Seven seconds on Netflix. <laughs> if Bill Street could talk. And then yeah. I don't know if y'all knew. I just found this out when I was looking into the sister. The auntie last week. Did y'all know she was the voice of Huey and Riley and Boondocks? Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm that late. My That's my favorite mm-hmm. project. By I'm her. late. So I'm like, oh my God. So I, I had to, I had to give Regina King the auntie of the day. And a special shout out. She's directed some um some TV shows, but she's made her big directorial debut with the movie One Night in uh, Miami. You can catch it on Amazon Prime. And um, I think she did a good job. Um, I think she did a very good job. Um, 
for those of you who don't know, who haven't seen it, One Night is my, in Miami is about when um, Muhammad Ali, Sam Cooke, Joe Brown, and Malcolm X, they meet up in Miami um, for Muhammad Ali's fight that he won, and they go back to Malcolm X's room, and they just have a discussion about how they're doing, what's going on with their careers, and how they're contributing to the struggle that's going on with the Black folks in America at that time. So it was good. I, I felt like it was a think piece. What y'all think? I um, I will say this. I think it is a really beautiful uh, exploration of conversations between Black men, co- uh, passionate yeah. conversations, hard conversations, um, a lot of introspective and then also in- external impact type yeah. of conversations around one's morality, one's uh, activism, uh, one's self-preservation. Mm-hmm. So I think that is a, a very great exploration of that. And I think Regina King she did. And I haven't seen it because I ain't got Amazon Prime. But um, <laughs> I do love Regina King. Even just hearing you like, you know, list off some of her projects and, you know, accolades that she's had over the years, you just really start thinking like she has really done so much. Even just a uh, What's the movie about the the pageants that she was in with uh with old girl Miss Congeniality? I was about to say that, yeah. Oh, yeah, she, she was. was she had such a versatile career, you know, mm-hmm. from Miss Congeniality to Ray, you know, to Poetic Justice, like you know, all those things. Starting out on two seven, it's really been amazing. I do want to say one of my favorite, uh, favorite all time scenes for Regina King was in the movie. What was the movie when her her husband was cheating and he got in the shower? Oh, uh, was it this that Christmas? Was this Christmas? Was yeah, and she poured the baby oil all over oh. the floor. And yep. when he got out of the shower, he started slipping and she tore his yeah, ass up fine. with oh, his ass ass up. <laughs> That was terrifying. Be laughing at this because this is so horrible. I laugh at a lot of. Oh my god! I so he needed his butt beat though. But uh, anyway, he he did though. Anyway, uh, she she has done an amazing job, and I think that is a great auntie of the day. And I love how our aunties are getting these um opportunities um, and these projects. Like you went from Shonda Rhimes, you know, and all her projects and her recent Bridgerton. And now we got one night. It's one night in Miami, correct? Yes, Miami, Miami with um, Regina King. So everybody, please, if you're able, please take take the moment to support that project. Yes. All right. Well, ladies, it is that time to see what's on the menu today's specials. First up, got to talk about it: the inauguration. What are your highlights? Yes. Poets, performances, fashion, swearing in name bloopers. What are your feelings? I got to throw it first to Kirby Ann. Well, I think for me, one of the biggest highlights, especially as a person who, um, and you know, Nick, mm-hmm. you shared this with me as well, a love of poetry and performance poetry. And um, there's a young lady that did a really amazing job um, by the name of Amanda Gorman. Yeah. Uh, she is a National Youth po- Poet Laureate, and she's only 22 years old, um, a leader in the making. And she read a beautiful mm-hmm. poem called The Hill We Climb. Um, and one of the quotes from the CNN article, in portraying the U.S. in aspirational terms, 
as a project that isn't yet complete but is worth fighting for, Gorman roots her poem in a distinctly Black expression for love of country. And I think that that was really beautiful. Um, I admonish anyone, um, if you really want to explore a very beautiful perspective, but realistic perspective of Blackness and Americanness and being pro-Black and pro-American, um, I would go listen to this young lady. She is definitely yeah. going places. Um, and then she was dressed yes. so beautifully. She had an amazing mm-hmm. yellow coat. I didn't get a chance Prada. to find out the designer. Um, I imagined that like, oh, Prada, excuse <laughs> me. Oh, um, beautiful. And just the sun was just, she She was a just a perfect manifestation of a young black woman in that moment in reading that poem. Um, and the beautiful uh, red head adornment, she was just, she represented well. While you're talking about her fashion, I just want to interject. Um, yeah, the coat was Prada, and the interesting thing about that was that Oprah actually called her because she wanted to uh, gift her a coat because it was kind of um, um, carrying on the tradition of when Dr. Um, Angelo um, did the inauguration poem, um, she bought her a coat. Um, but um, the young lady oh. had already gotten a coat. It was yellow. It's her favorite color, and she really mm-hmm. wanted to wear that coat. So Oprah then gifted her a pair of earrings, a beautiful yes. pair of earrings that she wore, and the ring that she wore, which was a caged bird, which was yes. homage to Dr. Angela. So, you know, it was a lot Ooh. of symbolism going on right sure was. in that moment. It, it was just a beautiful thing. Debbie. That is absolutely sickening. Um, that is so amazing. We love you, Amanda Gorman, and we are looking forward to seeing how your cage bird. I heard that. Jazzy, any thoughts on the poet laureate? Yeah. Shout out. She was on um Good Morning America and um I just think she did good. Mm-hmm. She it, it was awesome. Um I look forward to what she brings to the table. But she said on Good Morning America, baby, she running for president when she get old enough, so be on the lookout for uh that young and upcoming auntie. I heard that. That was actually her poem too about um you know a young girl who you know as a kid aspired to yep. one day be president and now she's at the inaugura- inauguration performing for one um yep. you know so beautiful thing thinking about dreams of kids and, and representation and how that matters and for her to be so young that's you know amazing that she w- was able to speak that powerfully and show that what black girl magic yes Sprinkled it on the whole country that day in those few moments. So we're proud of her. All right. Any uh, what other highlights did we have, uh, Kirby, from the inauguration? I just want to say, J Lo, you disappointed (laughs) me as usual. I'm hurt. You know, we love your fashions. Shout out to her makeup artist. Um, he is always giving her that glow. Um, Uh, Scott Barnes is her key makeup artist. I Imagine that is we love we we love it, but why did you limp sync, my love? We didn't we didn't need it. I, I and I'm and I'm really emotional about this because I understand why it was important for you to be there, but that lip sync was not where it was at. We your your mouth was moving and then the track was moving forward without you. It was too much. We need you to not do that anymore. We understand that maybe vocals is not your strong point, but there are options. And you have one of the greatest vocal coaches yeah. on the planet. Um, 
So please, let's get it together. Lady Gaga, I love you, sweetie. And as a fellow musician, you knew better than to approach the the national anthem like that. And I'm going to leave it at that. Um, what else I think? Uh, you know, Uncle Bernie. <laughs> Uncle Bernie. Uncle Bernie. Let me tell you something. Uncle Bernie looked like he needed those things right before he got there because he was because he was upset that he even had to go. He looked like he had just walked his dog right before and didn't even curb the dog because, you know, whatever. Uncle Bernie looks ready to retire. Uncle Bernie had his legs crossed, his arms crossed, his mitts and his mask, and was slumped over like, when is it going to be over? I, And then the memes. So many memes. Y'all, the internet is undefeated. I, I can't me, uh, Uncle Bernie was in the in the trees. Uncle Bernie was in the back of the cookout. Uncle Bernie was in the '90s throwback picture. Uncle Bernie was in the kitchen cooking with people. Somebody even put Uncle Bernie in Baby. a Where's Waldo, and I found him. It was too, <laughs> it was just too much. Um, and then of course, running back to the fashions. Well, keeping with the fashions, let's pass it over to Jazz. I want you to yeah, talk about so Michelle we you, you know we Ms. can't talk about Ms. the fashions Ms. without talking about what Ma, what Miss Michelle was bringing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and she looked like she was walking the runway. Mm-hmm. Michelle had on um, a Black American designer Sergio Hudson. She wore a plum colored turtleneck with the matching flare pants with the oversized gold belt, um, with the floor length plum coat. Topped it off with the black leather gloves and some suede boots, you know, with her black mask. It was just awesome. I mean, her stylist, Meredith Coop, did an awesome job of putting that together. Oh, yes. Curls. And and let's not mention the hair. The curls. Come on. I, I wanted a hair flip, baby. Come on. Come through, Michelle. Her yes. hair was bouncing like these girls, like these girls right. in this busted challenge. Like it was. It was something to behold. I was like, you know what? I almost might want to grow my hair out again because you get that bounce when you're flattening mm-hmm. your natural hair. It's a little bit different than when you have a relaxer. And I'm just like, God, your head is flourishing. This is a yes. flourishing. It was definitely a moment. It was a moment. Go ahead, Oh, my bad. Like, I also was thinking about yeah. like, all the women were really like. You know what I saw as a theme? Uh, here, <laughs> shout out to Flick, y'all, um, with the fashion. But I saw um, a theme of monochromatic outfits. Okay. You know, they were all wearing monochrome um, in their looks. And, and, and Michelle, I mean, she she outdid them all with the monochrome. But it, it was a very uh, big theme I saw amongst the women. And I loved it. You know what? One more thing. People, of course, were celebrating that, you know, of course, Kamala has um, an HBCU history, a Black Greek history, um, a multicultural history, something that a lot of people did not pay attention to. And there's an article out there that supports this. Um, The purple, the shades of purple, so plum and then the indigo Mm -hmm. purple that Kamala wore, um, and then even the purple blouse that Hillary wore was an homage to Shirley Chisholm who was a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated and was the first black woman to run for president. 
1972, if I'm not mistaken. And so they all wore purple as an homage um, to her and also to her sorority, which if I'm not mistaken, their flower yes. is the African And violet. purple is the combination so, of red and blue. And that's yeah, the reason Shirley yeah, did it exactly back in the day. So, exactly. So that was a really amazing touch as well that I yes. think a lot of people didn't Thank catch. you for pointing that out. I was I totally forgot about that, but yeah. That was a beautiful thing. And, and did y'all see the controversy over people wondering uh, or arguing about whether Kamala had on purple or blue? Yeah, I saw that. It could it could have it went both ways because in certain pictures it, it looked blue. Then when you seen her live, it was like, oh no, that's purple. Yeah, so, yeah. it's definitely purple, you guys. And that she specifically wore purple for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I even though uh J Lo, I mean, I I'm gonna have a Negro Domus moment. Last week, I told y'all the vocals was gonna be uh -oh. trash. Um anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the Auntie looked good though. She did. She ain't playing. She looked Listen, really good. She did. Um yeah. You know, yes, her, her key makeup artist is Scott Barnes. I imagine he did her makeup that day. I'll be very surprised if he did, if he did not, because he usually does her for huge. Um, but either way, makeup was always amazing. Hair was on point. And again, in the monochromatic outfit, that white, that cream that she had on. Yeah. Hitting. Girl, you know, I she love looked cream. amazing. And of course, she had A-Rod looking amazing, too, because she always makes sure the men be looking good. Um, but yeah, if if we could just get the vocals and the performance to, to match the look, we would be good. Um, we could have just we should have just got a Shanti to get up there and sing. So you know, <laughs> um, you know, all the all of her vocals. Anyway, speaking of a Shanti, yes. <laughs> oh wait, one more thing before we move on to the next one. That inauguration, the name blooper. Did y'all catch that? The fact that she said, Kamala, "How do y'all feel yes, about people Kamala? mispronouncing yeah, your name? Do you feel like it's a microaggression, or you feel like it's just a slip of the tongue?" In this instance, it's a yeah. microaggression because uh, uh, Justice Sotomayor, your name is not necessarily uh, common either. You knew better. You should have made sure that you listened to all the recordings <laughs> to ensure yep. that you heard her speak her name and that you practice how she announced, uh, how she enunciates or pronounces her name. So yeah, that was that was super microaggression. Uh, even though I understand they were trying to make a point, like, oh look, this is a woman swearing in the first woman vice president, et cetera. We get it. We appreciate the pandering. We'll put it away for some scrapbooking later. But I need y'all to get my uh my my young lady's uh name right. Her name is Kamala yeah. Harris, not Kamala. I agree. <laughs> think you said it, ma'am. You had one job. You had yep, one right. job. That's it. One job. That's Even it. if you would have pulled her to the side right before you went up there and said, all right, just tell me one more time for the record how you write your name. Oh, she, she definitely corrected her. Too. Yeah. Um, I, I've actually seen that happen quite often. And it's funny with this official stuff like this. Like, I, you know, y'all know I worked as a freelance makeup artist. And so I'll be at people's wedding. And the pastor be mispronouncing the people's names <laughs> and marrying them. And I'm like, what? No, you don't even know these folks' names? And you're marrying them. Like, you had one job. Wow. Find out how to say these people's names. Um, you know they 
premarital counseling. He don't know how to pronounce the name. Right. Let it let it be me. You mispronounce my name. I'm be like, up, stop. Now we gotta start all over. Right. <laughs> I gotta walk down. No, I'm kidding. But but uh moving on. So we got Ashanti versus Keisha Cole uh versus battle. Jazzy, let us know what happened. Y'all, so the night it came on, I believe it was Thursday night. I you know, I I had forgot and I, I was on <laughs> everybody the forgot. You know, because uh, it's taking so long. You know, everybody, we was hyped when they first announced it. We was like, okay, bam. You know, then Ashanti got COVID. And then we, you know, we had to wait. So I said, oh, damn, it's on. So I got on there. I said, these heifers is not even on. It was on Saturday. <laughs> you know, I think it was like nine o'clock. Y'all know I'm old. I, I be having to go to bed. Y'all, I went to bed. I said, I'm not finna, I'm not finna deal with these heifers. I'm not doing this tonight. So I, I watched it today. And, um, it was two hours and like 24 minutes. So I watched it in its entirety. Ooh. And Ashanti came out first. And she was out there for a full 23 minutes and 40 seconds. And then Keisha Cole showed up. And I'm just like, see, here we go with this foolishness. But I feel like there was a play. If you look at the background, if you all watched it, I feel like there was a play on this good girl versus this bad girl thing. Keisha Cole's chair was black. She had her name at the top, Keisha Cole in like gold. And then Ashanti, she had that uh, white colored silver chair, a little bit more softer. And I kind of feel like they played into those roles too. Ashanti, she was on time. She came with the vocals. Keisha Cole ass was late. She was ghetto. (laughs) She threw up West Side on one of the songs. And like she's sipping out of a damn mug with a straw. I said, now they couldn't get her a better glass. Um, okay, y'all. Um you know everything tastes better. I guess so. But y'all, y'all got Ciroc and Doritos in the background. Give her a better glass, put that Ciroc in. A damn mug with a straw. (laughs) <laughs> I guess that was their sponsors. They had the Doritos and the Ciroc in the background. But all in all, I think they did. I think they did a good job. It was a little awkward in certain moments. I don't know who the hell made Keisha Cole mad, but when she came in, she had an attitude. Then throughout it, she. I wish we could stand up. Why Ooh. we can't stand up? I got to sit down and sing. And I'm like, oh Lord, have mercy. Then there was this period too when Ot Genesis jumped his ball head ass out. <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to sing the song, y'all, and you know it was some controversy. They was going back and forth on social media. I think Ot Genesis said something about you know Keisha Cole's mama being a crackhead. Mm-hmm. So I it, listen. So you know they made up. Then we this might be off subject, but we got to normalize. Stop putting your your family business on social media. Keisha Cole sister came out talking about mm-hmm. we talked about my mama. We couldn't be friends, ma'am. Call your sister and cut it out. <laughs> Don't you you shout you clout chasing? I thought, but I thought y'all put it on front street yourselves first. On that that is, but you know what? That is true. But it's like if I got a problem with my sister, I'm not gonna go on yeah. Instagram and do a video. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Call, your, call sister. your sister and tell her how you feel about OT Genesis and how he did wrong. But right. It's, it, it was a lot with that. I, I did enjoy it. Um, I liked songs from both of them. Uh, but yeah, uh, they got we got to do better black people by being on time. That shit was inconsiderate. 
Um, I'm okay. not gonna lie, I didn't get a chance to see it. I missed the <sighs> after the initial situation yeah. with with Ashanti getting COVID, which I think I don't think she got COVID. I think Jennifer was doing putting uh, oh, on her real so her voice again. Um, yeah, that was not COVID at all. Um, I'm playing. I'm playing, y'all. God. She probably does have COVID. It's unfortunate, but um, yeah, I just. I, I don't okay. have energy for verses anymore right now. Now, if they bring somebody like really good old school, like that I was love good. the Patty and Gladys one. Um, that was really fun. And then yes. uh, Auntie Dion came out. But I just, you know, I, they haven't been giving me anything that's just been stirring my soul per se. And then, of course, the ultimate one uh, was Jill Scott yeah. and Erica Badu for me. That's still my favorite uh, verses to this day. Um but yeah, I just, I didn't have the energy to watch it. And then it's like, yeah, I imagine they put the two, like, oh, the prin- yes. was, was she the princess yeah, that, of hip hop or yes. something? Uh, and then Keisha Cole, like, I mean, but they brought her out with the whole, they you did. Know, I'm hood, I'm real kind of thing from the, yeah. I changed my mind. Her and Kanye and all of that. They was like, you know, standing on the streets of Oakland. I remember she had like orange, pink, yep. and yellow weave. Like she was She's been with it. And then, you know, we've seen Frankie and Nephew at work. So I just, I'm not surprised that, that Keisha was doing the most with her mug <laughs> and her strong burritos. Yeah, I mean, it was a very uh, interesting. I haven't watched the whole thing. Um, I did watch clips because, like Kirby said, I just don't really have no energy for that versus anymore. Um, like, I, I was one of the people hyped up, like, oh, shit, this is going to be a good matchup. Yeah. You know, they can go hit for hit, you know. I want to see who, you know, who, what what songs they're going to pick in what order, you know, how it's going to, you know, turn out in the end, round for round. Um, the COVID thing happened, totally understandable. It happens. I ain't surprised because Ashanti ass ain't sat down yet. She trapped in the <laughs> globe, like ain't nothing going on. Uh, That's true. So definitely was a surprise that she had COVID. Glad that she recovered, though. Um with with uh, no further issue that we know of, um, and then it was the second time they were supposed to do it, and it got pushed back again. Um, I think that had to do with maybe Apple and the, them being nervous about what protocols yeah. they needed to put in place and not want to put in the same room anymore because of COVID. Um, and then by the time it got to this one, I didn't even know it came on. Um, until I started seeing YouTube videos talking about it. Okay. And I was like, oh, that happened? Oh, okay, let me look at some clips. And I was just cracking up because just like you said, that good girl versus bad girl, that's what it kind of looked like. Yeah. So I saw even where Swiss Beats wrote mm-hmm. under the comments how it was starting late. You know, like, this is really disrespectful at this point. Um, oh. Like Jazzy said, you have people... Especially with it not being on the weekend, yeah. Um, you know, uh, this was a school night, y'all. We got to get up in the morning. Uh, we right. don't hear all night listening to y'all, but uh, starting on time, um, didn't happen. The oh man, one of the funniest moments was um, I think they were talking about the Ciroc. Yep, and um, Keisha was saying like they didn't. Write her pay. Yeah. And Ashanti was like, they paid me. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
I was like, oh, awkward, you know, Ashanti. And then it was like the, they didn't have an argument. I'm not going to call it that. But it was like, um, you know, it. there are times where you see bosses link up, I guess is what you would say. And yeah. I think when you're used to being the person that's in charge in the room and then you yeah. sit next to another person that's used to being in charge of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a moment where I think Keisha had maybe lost, lost count. Of, yeah. of what song she was on and what she did or whose turn and um, she was trying to do something I think she might have been mistaken and Ashanti was trying to correct her yeah. and she was like well I'm going to do it again and Ashanti said no you're not not yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know it, it just it, it gave you a glimpse into that world of business you know like these people's time is is, is money and she wasn't here for that. No, baby, you're going to keep doing it the way we're supposed to be doing it. Keep it moving. Um, and you know, go ahead. Not to cut you off, uh-huh. But I think they may have had a, a, a certain amount of time because they kept saying we got to hurry up, you know, or Instagram going to cut us off. So yeah. I think they may have had a certain amount of time like, hey, y'all got to get this done, you know. And I don't know what, three three or four hours or so because them, them heifers was behind, baby. So they be treating us like, you know, I better pay my light that's bill. They're going to keep the lights off on Instagram, too. Yeah, but live in general has a time limit. And I think okay. they grant them more time um, for the verses. But it's like, come on now. Y'all got to come on. We, you ain't about to have no four-hour live. Get this True. done. And, and don't nobody want to be there that long. Yeah. Don't nobody want to be there that long, but... Either way, the Shanti versus Keisha Cole happened. Did y'all like it? Did you not like it? Comment on Instagram. DM us. Let us know. Um, and let us know who do we want. Do we want more verses? I do. Don't be like that, Kirby. I do. Let I'm me tell you, it. y'all. I like rap. And I'm a, you know, we're going to move on. I like rap. I'm a little gangster. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> I've been dying to see. I don't think it's going to happen. But I want to see an 8-Ball MJG. Versus a, a UGK, Bun B, you know, God rest his soul, Pimp C, baby. Not okay, him. I watched that. The South will show up for that. I, I got to see that, baby. So I'm, I'm trying, I need to put that out there. I don't know where I need to put it on something on Instagram, but I want to see that one. Put it in the universe. I, I mean, okay. in the words of Andre 3000, the South got something to say. Hey. Let's go. <laughs> Maybe it'll happen. We put it out there in the universe. Kaka. Right. <laughs> um, moving along. Salt and Pepper <laughs> had a um biopic or biopic, mm-hmm. however you pronounce it. I know people say it both ways. Premiered yeah. on Lifetime last night. Interestingly enough, Pinderella is not a part of it. Um yeah, Spinderella was right. a part of it. Y'all know there's what? been some controversy over the years uh, with Spinderella and the girls. Wasn't there a lawsuit? Uh, there was a lawsuit, and they uh, it was dropped, and um, there was a undisclosed uh, settlement that happened between the women. So there's already been some tension. <laughs> so there was already tension, Jazzy, uh, leading up to this with the with the girls. It it was it was that tension was already there and I'm not really I'm not big on salt and pepper I know to push it ah, push it you know I know that song I didn't I, I didn't follow all of their music I don't know <laughs> what popped off with the tension but the tension was there 
And I think now it has escalated. And it's like, how could y'all leave out Spinderella? Like, what do y'all mean? She not in the, the biopic. What do you mean? So do you want to see a biopic without Spinderella in it? No, I'm not watching it. I don't give a damn. <laughs> Lifetime, I don't care. I'm not watching it. I'm not supporting it. Y'all did y'all did her wrong. She played an integral role in Salt and Pepper, even though her name was not in the, the group's name, Salt and Pepper. Everybody knows about DJ Spinderella. And that shit was just disrespectful. Wow. I hmm. can nobody tell me nothing. I so I knew that they had separated. Spinderella mm-hmm. separated some years ago from the group. Um, but I didn't know that it was this like hyper contentious thing. So I guess it was probably some some issues from back in the day. Right. Hopefully not on that escape type stuff, you know. But I man, this is crazy. You know, I might I might watch it just to to see what's going on. What it's on lifetime. Who mm-hmm. did it's on lifetime? It? So we hope it's gonna be good because you know lifetime okay. be touch and go. That's true. Biopic <laughs> slash biopics. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, so um, you know, you never know, but I, I haven't seen it yet. It just premiered last night. I might uh watch it. I might not. I don't know. Um, I kind of wanted Spinderella to be a part of it. I personally, growing up, I love Salt and Pepper. What a man! What a man! What a man! What a body good man! All Take right, it in now, because I like what yeah. you do when you do. What you do, you make me want to shoot. Man, shoot, hey. man. You remember that? Ooh. Here we go. Here yeah. we go. Here we go again, girl. Men. Yeah. <laughs> I, I ain't had no business singing that in elementary school, but I was singing wow. it. Uh, I was singing my heart out to some solid pepper. Didn't know what Harley I was saying. I knew I probably shouldn't have been saying it. But that made it that much better. Salt and pepper, look him, all that. I ain't had no business singing that, but I loved it. Um, yeah, I love seeing a female DJ. Yeah, it was a very powerful thing. I think Salt and Pepper's whole thing was about you know female empowerment in hip hop. You know, they brought they brought femininity into hip hop, and it was a very mm-hmm. powerful thing. And to see a female up there on, you know, as the DJ in a spot that was usually occupied by a man was a beautiful thing. And she got busy. Not only was she doing it, she did it well, and she yep. still works as a DJ. You know, and so to me, that was a huge, huge um, impact on a lot of young. Women and men, and, and, and not only for the women, but the men. It was good for men and young boys to see a woman in those type of positions and for it to be normalized. Um, and I, I think that her story was an important one that needed to be told as a part of that group's history as well. Now we don't want to announce of everything that happened between the ladies. Um, I don't know if it was a business deal thing or if it was a personal thing, but either way, it's unfortunate that we don't get all three ladies' involvement, input, and stories in this biopic. Hopefully, it still turns out good. If y'all saw it, let us know um, on Instagram, uh, in our in our comments or in our DMs. What did y'all think of the Salt and Pepper biopic? Biopic. 
Um, also, while we're talking about those, are y'all gonna be watching the Wendy Williams? Yeah, I think I'm gonna watch it, baby. You know, Wendy Williams is a mess, honey. I want to <laughs> see what they done put, what they done concocted, what they done put together. I just want them to replay <laughs> the audio of Whitney Houston going off on Wendy Williams. But, but you know that's, what? That's the only thing I came. You know, for. Judge Mathis dug in her ass too. Yeah. You ain't heard? Oh, you got to look it up, baby. Doug. Really? Uh, uh, Judge Mathis got on her ass. You know, I'm geriatric sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah, he went in on her. Did he like he brought up her drug use and call that lady a crackhead? You know, I love Judge Mathis. Judge Mathis, no, he'll call somebody a crackhead, baby. <laughs> He calls I know everybody. a crackhead when I see one, ma'am. <laughs> he did. I mean, she done definitely had some infamous run-ins with celebrities, which which is part of why her career escalated because you know it was so controversial. Um, a lot of people didn't like Wendy Williams when she was on the radio, but they loved to hate her. Listen, um, Whitney I think a lot of people started liking her when she had her TV show. Um. But yeah, she was she was a bad girl in radio. With her mess ass. Yes. And the wigs, honey, the wigs. Um, but I from what I understand, she was pretty transparent in the movie. Um, even touching on the stuff that happened with her uh ex-husband and the mistress and the baby. So but shouldn't a biopic or biopic, however you want to say, shouldn't it be like that? You know what I'm saying? Shouldn't it be transparent? We should see the goods and the bads. If you're going to tell a story, baby, the tell that story. bitch. Tell the whole one. Yeah. Tell the whole story. I guess she did. We'll see, though. I guess we'll be the judge. I don't know the date that hers comes out, but I know it's coming out soon. So I think, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think it's the 30th, January 30th, I believe. Right around the corner. Yeah. So I guess we'll be talking about that next week. Literally. Right. All right. Um, she's in New York, keeping it with New York. Harlem. The hell y'all got going on up in Harlem? For real. Um, there was a woman attacked recently oh. at a Harlem store. Um, she was there after work um, just to buy a bottle of wine. And she was brutally attacked. Um, from what we understand, she went in the store to buy the wine. There was a group of males um, kind of loitering outside the door of the store. They followed her inside. One of them offered to pay for her uh, wine. She uh, reportedly politely declined, told him, no, thank you. I got it. Um, she could pay for it herself. And she got ready to walk out. Um, he started like patronizing her, uh, patronizing her, whatever, y'all know the word I'm trying to say, um, saying, what do you think, you're better than us, and, you know, she was just like, no, they followed her out of the store, you guys, um, and kind of started coming at her, she asked them, are you seriously trying to fight me, I just want to go about my business, um, she took off running, they chased her across the street, and physically attacked her, kicking her, hitting her, one man actually, he was trying to bite her eye out, y'all. That's great. That's great. He tried to bite her eye out. He ended I, up biting oh her forehead God. instead, left a deep wound on her forehead, continued to kick her. She tried to get her phone out. Um, they pried the phone out of her hand. Um, it was like a, a pack of animals mauling somebody. 
Um, one of the scariest things I heard somebody say was that mm. um, after they stopped or whatever, somebody, like a bystander said, run because they've done this before and they'll come back. What? And I was like shook to the 10th degree. Wow. This has happened before. Somebody knows who these people are. And Definitely. they're still being able to hang out around there and, and feel safe. Women, protect yourselves. Yes. Okay, please protect yourselves. If you're in a state where you can get a carry license, seriously look into doing that and get educated on that or find other ways to protect yourself. Um, th things are getting out of control. What do y'all think about this story? I think that is um, unfortunately typical. I have a similar story. Um, in January of 2017, I was pumping gas and it was late at night. And unfortunately, um, I had, I wasn't fully aware of the fact that there were like a lot, there was a lot of criminal activity that was going on in, at gas stations near highways. I was headed to at my, at the time, boyfriend, the husband's house uh, to get ready to go to the movies or something. And I need to grab gas so I could get to, to his house. And so pulled into a well-lit gas station in the neighborhood that I grew up in, which has always been a safe space for me up until that point. Um, I watched as one person uh, finished pumping their gas and left, and there were three gentlemen hanging out by the building, which is not necessarily abnormal all the time. Um, there's a Home Depot that's across the street. And so a lot of times people who were trying to get jobs or have been, you know, still there from from earlier in that day trying to you know get on the trucks to get jobs and stuff have been hanging around um but these three young guys were just kind of maybe hanging a little too much so i was on the phone with my mentor and um, i'm popping my gas and i'm like okay i probably need to hurry up because they, they they look they're doing too much and one of them yells out to me hey you got some change and i was like oh no i'm sorry i don't have any change so i'm getting ready because i'm like okay these are some interesting potentially interesting characters I'm getting ready to pull wow. my gas out and they run towards me. One of them, um, I remember I was backing up and I put my arms in front of myself and I'm like, no. And one pushes me and then gets around oh me and then starts choking me with his right arm. Now I know this is, you know, a little, a little bit scary, but also like part of how I cope with some of my trauma is through. Wow. Humor. This child was as big as a toothpick. And I'm a pretty sturdy woman. I'm short, but I'm dense. And so in my mind, I'm kind of like, mm -hmm. I feel like this happened all maybe in 20 seconds or so. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, I've got these two other people I can't get a visual on. So it's like, do I want to fight? Because at this moment, my next instinct was to bite into his arm. Because um, he was so small, he didn't even know how to choke me properly. Um, and he's like, yelling in my ear go to sleep go to sleep and in that moment yeah. I'm just like what if they have a weapon Kirsten do you want to go home so I made a split second decision and I dropped my weight and I acted like I passed out and I just laid on the ground with my with my arms on the ground spread out and I started praying they took my keys off of my hip, ran, took my phone, took the car, hopped on the highway. 
Later on, when I talked to my mentor, she said she heard them in the car talking. Even worse, when I realize I'm safe, or at least I'm not hurt, I'm not physically hurt, um, I run into the gas station, and the gas station owner, I'm screaming, I'm like, I need a phone. Can I call 911? What's the problem? I'm like, why are you asking me questions? I just got carjacked. And he was like, what happened? And I'm just like, these dudes beside your building. He was like, you didn't see them Man, walking up? give me the damn phone. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll leave the story at that just to make the point that we unfortunately are not yeah. protected even in the spaces where we do feel safe. And it's very unfortunate. Um, but I, I, I will echo what Nick was talking about um protect yourselves you need to have things like pepper spray a gun mm-hmm. um a sharp object that you can get to easily you need to always have your head on the swivel um you know whatever things that you yeah. need to do to get yourself physically prepared self defense mm-hmm. classes knowing how to use somebody else's body weight against them cuz i'm not going to lie to you had it been him by himself which he could not have taken me by himself like i said this was a baby um he might have been 22. They eventually caught up with him. I was able to identify him, and they locked him up for four years, but he already had a record. They were trying to put him away for eight, um, and apparently was related to some oh. potential gang activity that was going on, like initiations and stuff in the Atlanta area, so there were a lot of carjackings going on at that time. Marty yes. Arrington, um, if I'm not mistaken, a previous uh, Fulton County judge, um, they carjacked him and his Mercedes wow. across the street at the BP on the same road, Cascade Road, hit him over the head with a bat, if I'm not mistaken. So it was just, it was really, it was some really wild times. Um, And so I'm grateful, you know, that I survived that at the same time. It unfortunately has put me in a space. If I see too many young black boys walking around, I get nervous. And that's such a problem for me because that's an internal struggle. I've never felt unsafe around black men. So, you know, something that I definitely, you know, open, transparent moment, something that I know that is is important in my therapy that I've had to address. Um, But yeah, women aren't safe, but black women in particular aren't safe. And I think beyond also us getting ourselves set up to defend ourselves, we've got to continue to hold everybody accountable for our safety. I totally agree. And I look at other men a lot because um, I've seen men in spaces where they know that their homeboys have problematic behavior. Right. Um, you know, you, you know, your homeboy is is some trash. And something yeah. that to me, um, for those of you who know my father, y'all know I hold my father in a very high regard. Um, and the things that he has taught me over the years, I feel have been solid. And one thing my dad tells me, um, about his relation to other men, even men in his own family, is literally and, and quite clearly, I don't fuck with men who don't take care of their family, who dishonor their wives and their children, or who hurt and abuse women or children. I know that's right, Here. Daddy. Say that. He, he, don't, he can't mess with, I can't break bread with you. Don't Listen. call my phone. No, I'm not meeting you down to the bar. Don't invite me to your birthday party. Don't come to my holiday event. I don't fuck with you if you do those things. Um, but I see so many men 
who don't mm. take that stance. You know your homeboy is beating his wife ass at home. Right. But you 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 shotting it up with him at the bar. And you don't say nothing. Y'all still allow him mm. to move freely and have a good time and y'all laugh and parlay like ain't nothing going on. You know he's had problematic sexual encounters that was questionable. Huh. You know, but but you you just chalk it up to mm. oh that's just how did he get down? I don't do that, but no. The company you keep does say a lot about you, and y'all got to stop letting these men get away with this stuff. It can't only be protect the women that you care about, right? Only protect women who are in proximity to a certain man, right? I don't need to be somebody's daughter or somebody's wife or somebody's mm. sister. I'm just somebody. And I deserve to be safe. Yes. You know, when it's to the point, we can't go buy wine. We can't go to the gas station. We can't go to the grocery store. We can't go to the post office. The club. We can't walk our dog. We can't go get our hair done. I can't walk out of Kroger, you know, without somebody coming at us to harm us. You know, and it's just, I just need everybody. I need women to take care of themselves. Women, be aware. Please don't allow yourself to put yourself in danger, um, dangerous situations. No, I'm not victim blaming, but I am saying use your common sense. And men, hold other men accountable. Hold them accountable. Because if you're not, I'm looking at you the same way I'm looking at them. You are. Right. You are. You this is a lot about me. I mean, a lot about you to me. You know, it's it's not easy. It might be your brother, but, it, you know, your brother foul. Then, then too, y'all, it's like rejection is not that it's bad. It's, it's, it's more women than it is men. Yeah. So you, you was that hurt that she wouldn't let you buy her wine that you and your homeboys had to attack her? Like, that's foul, man. It don't make no sense. It's crazy. Right? And in the neighborhood, letting them do it for fun. Or I yes, for picture, fun. That bite my I messed up. Right and the fact crazy. that you really tried to bite her eye out because she didn't want to let you buy her a bottle of wine. That's all it take, y'all. It, it ain't even, and even this ain't no excuse, but it, it ain't even like the disrespect and, you know, I, she didn't cuss him out, call his, you know, pet turtle ugly or nothing like that. <laughs> you know, that still would not have justified that action, but she just said, no, thank you. <laughs> you know, what's interesting, Nicole... No, thank you. For some reason, it's like a slap in the face. I, one other story, I had somebody's uncle come at me, and I deal with hirsutism, um, which means I get extra hair growth on my face. And so he happened to see it that day. He was like, yeah, you a real pretty well, girl. Damn. I'm going to get you some mare and fix you up and do this right. and third. First of all, Uncle Grandpa, who said I was interested in you? And I remember I put my keys between my fingers because I'm just like, like I was telling my homeboy, I was like, you need to get your uncle because like we gonna rumble in here. 
I don't play those type of games. He's like, oh, no, I'm sorry, Miss. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I ain't got to take nothing in this life. I don't take nothing from nobody. I said, uh-huh. But you was pushing up on me, like, in, in my face and talking and, and being strange. Y'all, get your uncles, get your brothers, right. get your cousins, get some of y'all daddies, your, your stepdaddies. And I'm not just ragging, and I'm not just ragging on 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 guys or yeah. whatever. I'm talking about a specific subset. Yeah. creeps. We're gonna, we're gonna have to, Y'all you know what? Shout. I think this is gonna be a a, a, de- a definite topic of a show. Um, we we'll have to bring some people on to talk more about this. But um, yeah. in in general, um, we gotta protect ourselves, protect each other. Period. Um, and learn boundaries, proper boundaries. Um, stop raising asshole mm-hmm. children. Um, okay, so we're gonna move on. <laughs> we're gonna move on because uh, you know it's getting real, <laughs> real deep in here. Um, but uh, Kirby, I heard something about the Atlanta we're Airbnb. Here. I know you're up on that. So <laughs> what is going on with Airbnb in Atlanta? There's some issues. People are concerned. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? So the same way them boys up in Harlem had that girl fucked up in the game, they're trying to fuck up the church's money over here in Atlanta. There are a lot of people that rely on using uh, different properties that they have uh, for short-term rental. A lot of people have been using this time in the pandemic to to get rental properties. And mm-hmm. because of the fact that there's a major issue with like these party Airbnbs, Atlanta City Council brought forth an ordinance basically limiting sometimes the type of rentals you can do and whether you can use your home for Airbnb. So setting very tight restrictions to make it harder for people to make money. And, you know, of course, we may have not even seen the worst of the economic devastation that may have been caused by the pandemic. So any way that somebody can earn money, when you're limiting people, but then claiming that you need the economy to be stimulated and need people to spend money with well, only they can spend money that they can make money. So when you're making it harder for people who maybe don't have that high powered corporate uh, job that's giving them two hundred something thousand dollars a year that they can work from home, they've actually got to go out, maintain the homes that they own or possibly do property management for other people. If there's not that particular sector there that can create some gaps. And especially also for people who are trying to uh, do wealth building projects. I know myself, I'm looking forward to hopefully getting an investment home in the near future. And Airbnb was going to be mm-hmm. one of the first uh, avenues or platforms for revenue that I was going to try. So I think that, and especially with a, a city like Atlanta that needs to be a, a clear leader in the economic uh, develop, continued economic development of the black community, um, and knowing that a lot of us are finally getting into a space where we're learning about finance and about the ways we can invest, limiting that and limiting that um, opportunity for revenue, it's just, I think it's kind of a slap in the face. And I understand that they're trying to crack down on some of what they consider to be criminal activity or folks having these so-called party houses. But that's also a part of the, 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 the whole thing of home ownership. If I own the home, I can kind of do what I want in it. Now, of course, you know, if you live in an HOA, that's a whole other conversation. But I think that we should be careful about limiting the ways that everyday people um, that have access to, you know, homes already that they can utilize to create income for themselves, whether they're get, whether they're selling a private room or the whole house um, on Airbnb, you should give people let people have that opportunity and, and figure out another way um, to kind of crack down, whether it's through some type of police power or yeah, other, types of, um, other types of other types. You know, I kind of think we, we that stems from. The same time. Um, it's been years of people having those big parties up in Buckhead, 
in those mansions and you having um mm-hmm. all the cars mm-hmm. lying down the street and the neighbors complaining. So I'm thinking that's that's where that um that policy came from and why Atlanta put that into play because the people in the community and I want to say the white people in the community because the majority of those big parties in those mansions were rappers and athletes and African-American rappers and athletes that had the block sold up with all them folks and them women coming out there with all that loud music and Buckhead and they particularly didn't want that type that scene in their community and I think that's where that came from yeah of they course, because when, when it's them, it's not a problem. When it's us, it's an issue. Oh, something got to be done. Not my neighborhood. Oh, of course, they love it. They love or when our they're trying to they consume our culture man. without they including love our food, us. Food, our hairstyles. But when it comes down to the struggles of the black people, fuck that. We don't want that part. We want mm-hmm. all the other stuff. Okay, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Okay, because. I don't want no Airbnb in my neighborhood. <laughs> really? I don't want the folks I don't know coming in and out my neighborhood. Who are you? I don't know y'all people. I don't know what you about. I don't want you around my stuff. Um, also, I don't want no parties coming in and out of here. I like my neighborhood quiet and peaceful. That's me. So I'm, I'm like the old lady on the block peeking out the blinds like who who are these folks right calling here. the police on the people I call, call the police, the I call the police if it's a crime that you know but, but no I wouldn't call the police but you know I, I don't like um all that motion I don't like all that motion around my home you know I like it a little bit more calm and, and stable around here now because if you want to go have a party go rent a go rent a party space somewhere not not the house. Not in a not, not in a nice quiet neighborhood. No. Um I'm my Airbnb right next to you and throw the biggest ass party and you better come over there into my damn party too. Damn. I'm done. <laughs> I, get I, so I get it. I get the income. But I also income, get that it can know. be inconvenient for your neighbors. That everybody don't want to see cars blocking their damn driveway, you know, because folks don't know how to park. They don't want to hear the bass from your music boom, 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 boom into the night. Maybe they- well, what if it was possible to add to the ordinance that you can't have, like maybe Airbnb limits that you can't have parties or the owners talk with their neighbors and say, okay, is it okay that I rent my Airbnb? Yeah, I, I, like I, do that. I think I having that conversation is like good. I think that's a step in the right direction. Um, but I think like Business-wise, people are just trying to get properties. Um, and they, they because when you don't live in a community, you're not invested into that community. That's that's you know what I'm saying. You might own a house on the block, but you don't live there. I yeah. live okay. here. You're right, you're right. So you might take care of your house and keep it up so that you can rent it out, but you don't care about how loud it is or if it's trash left around or you know, if people are blocking my driveway and I'm having to go knock on the door in my bathrobe to get you to move so I can go to the store right quick. You know what I mean? <laughs> or, you know, you, you see what I'm saying? Or uh-huh. if I'm worrying about can my kids play outside safely because I don't know these folks over here. 
you could be some kind of chest chest child molester. I don't know you. I don't have no rapport with you. And I don't want my kids running around outside. I ain't got no kids, y'all. But I don't want my kids running outside. <laughs> Not the Chester, baby. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have my niece comes with me quite often, my nieces. So, you know, my oldest niece, she's old enough to go outside by herself. I don't really do that too much, but she's old enough, you know, now. But I wouldn't feel comfortable um, with neighbors that I don't know um, being out there that are just here for a day or two. I don't know what you about to do. So, I just think that it's a two-way conversation. I think that, yes, with your house, I don't want to police your house and tell you what you yeah. can and cannot do with your home. Just the way I don't want somebody telling me what I can and cannot do with my home because that's a very slippery slope. However, I do think that people have poor boundaries sometimes and that they don't have the discernment to be able to determine what's appropriate and what's inappropriate or what's inconsiderate. I come from a time where I was always taught, and I know people still do this, even some of my friends do this, when you have an event at your house, um, you can let your neighbors know. Like, hey, yeah. I'm having a party on this day. First of all, you're welcome to come um, if it's something that is appropriate for them to come to. But, um, hey, we're going to have people. It's going to be from this time to this time. I'll make sure they don't block your driveway. Um, you know, and we'll be done by this time. And that way your neighbors can, um, you know, prepare. Maybe they have a newborn, an infant, and you keeping that baby up all night. Maybe they work, you know, early or late hours and they need to sleep. You never know. So just devil's advocate. But I mean, like, call me conservative. But I don't want that shit in my neighborhood. Go put that Airbnb somewhere else, and maybe that's hypocritical because I sure <laughs> go stay in one, you know. See, see, oh, so but you go in them folk neighborhood, but I wouldn't be partying, they don't know what you're gonna do, <laughs> but I yeah, and I would be quiet, you know what I mean? I would be a quiet Airbnb, or I'm not throwing a kegger in your nice, quiet neighborhood. Um, but I, I definitely understand the concern that some neighbors have because. I do believe that, you know, you should protect your community and protect your, your neighborhood and your space. But you also can't tell people to do what, they, what to do with their own Fair stuff. Enough. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll keep an eye on this. Airbnb is definitely a big thing in Atlanta because people come to Atlanta. Yep. Um, I wish they had stopped coming to Atlanta during COVID, but... <laughs> After that's you know hemmed up, I know that people gonna be looking for Airbnb. <laughs> so I guess we'll see what happens. So thank you for that, Kirby. Um, Atlanta history, y'all. We got to touch on this, and it, it is it's a sad yeah. thing, but a happy thing because we'll celebrate their life. Um, a legend uh, that we grew up with has mm. transitioned. Um. Hank Aaron, Henry Louis Aaron, Hammer and Hank, or the Hammer, um, has Hammer transitioned and, and passed on. Um, he was an American professional baseball player, played right field. Um, Hank Aaron played 23 seasons in Major League Baseball. Um, he played from 1954 to 1976, broke down a lot of barriers, for, um, especially for players of color. 
black players. Um, and he was good. Um, most people know him um, now for playing with the Atlanta, the Milwaukee and Atlanta really Braves. Um, yes. And he is regarded as one of the greatest baseball players of all time. He has um, had 755 career home runs. That broke that long-standing MLB record set by Babe Ruth. Um, and yep. it stood for uh, 33 years. Stood as the most home runs mm. for 33 years. Y'all, yep. Kirby, how old are you? Like, you said that's a long time. Um, I just turned. He still holds a lot of other MLB batting records. He hit 24 or more home runs every year from 1955 to 1973. Wow. Um, He's one of the only two players to ever hit 30 or more home runs in a season at least 15 times. Wow. In 1999, the Sporting News ranked Aaron fifth on its list of 100 greatest baseball players. And in 1982, he was inducted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame in his first year of eligibility. You know, just because you're eligible, a lot of people, it takes them years to get inducted. If they get inducted, uh, it's just their year of eligibility came up. He got in in his first year. Mm-hmm. Um. He has several children. Um, I mean, siblings. Sorry. Um, man, after he retired, um, he also he continued working with baseball. Um, he held front office roles with the Atlanta Braves, including he was a senior vice president. Um, he was inducted into the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame in 1988. In 1999, MLB, in the MLB, the Major League Baseball, um, introduced the Hang Aaron Award to recognize the top offensive players in each league. We have an award named after you, and you're still living. That's amazing. That is amazing. Awesome. We are we reward others in your name. Yeah. Um, he also got awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2002. Isn't that amazing? Yes, he was, I isn't that? I didn't know that either until recently. Yeah, wow, um, he was named the 2010 Georgia trustee by the Georgia Historical Society in recognition of accomplishments that reflect the ideals of Georgia's founders. Um, Aaron um, resided here in Atlanta until his death. We see signs of Hank Aaron all over Atlanta, especially yeah. in the baseball field. It's a common thing. We grow up knowing. We You learn about Hank Aaron in elementary school. I mean, you probably heard about them from your parents, but it's like a, a course in school to learn about Hank Aaron. Um, how has this affected you guys? What do you think, Kirby? You know, like you said, I, you know, Hank Aaron is one of those people, like you have a family member that's been there since you were alive, and when they transition. Um, it's just like it's heartbreaking. It's also like, okay, good job, you ran your race. Yep. Um, yep. All these accolades. Shout out to his hometown, Mobile, Alabama. Um, I just, it's, it's, it's like it's, it's, a, it's an indication of growing up mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Like you're, you're seeing all of these because we've had a lot of figures in the last ten years of transition. Um, in our personal lives and 
on the stage of life and he was a big player on the stage of life of anybody that was from Atlanta or from Georgia. Um, Hank Aaron was an integral part of our childhood, whether it's museums or the businesses that he owned or just reading about his legacy during the school. Um, that 755 home runs, that was a big deal. One thing I was interested in, though, um, after he passed, I had no idea that in 1952, mm-hmm. he played in the Negro League wow. for a, a team called the Indianapolis Clowns. So I'm going to have to do some research and find out what was the context of the of the word clown during that time period. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually started off as being called the Ethiopian Clowns. So I'm wondering if the word clown has a different yeah. meaning. And it's crazy, like, you know, people transition and then, you know, you get exposed to information. Um so yeah, we're thankful for his life, thankful for the work that he did, thankful mm-hmm. that he stayed yeah. on the stage. It can be hard sometimes being the first or being the best. Um, you know, and he, he thought it's a lot of hard work. So rest in heaven, hey, you, you know, um, rest in peace. Kirby, I just thought of something when you said something about the what what you said, the Indianapolis clowns. What was it? Uh, the Negro League. Uh, Maybe the we can talk Clown about this later, but it just reminded me of like the, the old minstrel shows when them folks dressed up. And mm-hmm. with their on. It kind of reminded me of that. I don't know if it's a play off of that, but um, mm. yeah. Yeah, okay. the, the, the logo is not okay. literally like a clown. Yeah, um, Hank was a, you know, dig, integral part a in that. Atlanta. He broke that glass ceiling for people of color in baseball. And he did it while he was being disrespected. Because um, when he first came on the scene, they was throwing all type of racial epithets okay. at him during the games. And especially when he broke that damn record of Babe Ruth. Oh, it was a problem. They didn't like that. So, you know, big ups to him and his family. Much respect. Thank you for your role that you played in African-American history in this country. And, you know, we're just going to keep the family in our prayers and thoughts. Absolutely. On a personal note, um, I love the Aaron family. Um, Was definitely connected to them through my dad and um, his son, Larry. Um, I want to send my condolences out to the family. Um, I know my father will probably reach out to them on his own, but... Um, I mean, an Atlanta legend, a baseball legend, will be loved and remembered forever. So rest in peace. Um, fly high, hang Aaron. We will remember you. Um, wow. That's, that's a beautiful legacy to leave behind. Ah, so history in Atlanta, guys. Well, all right, Kirby. Up next, we got the book of the month. Kirby, remind everybody what book have we been reading this month? Okay. We have been reading The Art and Science of Respect by Jay Prince. Um, A lot of great stories about his life, how he came up in the music industry and strategies he uses in business. Um, I think if you enjoy Jay Prince as um, a brand, you will enjoy the book. He also has wine out now. Um, So he's on his grown man. Uh, but I mean, he's always been grown. Oh my god! But it's an easy read, y'all. Oh, the book is man. good. It's an easy read. Yeah, and y'all remember, if y'all want to have book a book club ish type of sessions or something like that, hit us up on our Instagram, extra respect, and let us know, and we can make these things happen. Um. 
to go box. What do I want? What do we want y'all to take home um, this week? Well, we are rounding out into the end of January. We're coming to the end of the first month of 2021. Y'all, if you have not taken the time to set your goals for this year, for the month, for the week, whatever it is, start now. This week, take time, whether it's daily or weekly, to set your goals. Make some to-do lists. Start checking some things off. It's time to get busy. 2020 went haywire. We all know that. But it's time to refocus, okay? So goal setting is what we want y'all to take away. Put that in your styrofoam plate, bag it up, and take it home, okay? That's the box for today, all right? (laughs) It is time for one of my favorite things of every week. (laughs) The let goes. Who got y'all fucked up this week? Jazzy. Listen, listen, Nick Kirby. You know what got me fucked up? And they and they and you know, I could talk about this shit every <laughs> episode we record. These motherfucking Atlanta drivers Uh-oh. got me fucked up. Y'all listen, and you know what? It's so many people that's moving into Are Atlanta. We Atlanta? don't even we, we can't even uh determine who's who's a, a native Atlantian. Or who's from out of town, but they can't mm-hmm. fucking drive. I'm on the way to my dad's house yesterday on 20. I-20 is the main culprit. Get y'all ass if you cannot drive. <laughs> stay your ass off the highway. Find you a back road. Y'all, these people crashed, flipped. I don't know what they slid across the highway Ooh. up onto into the grass on the access road. So they had the whole highway except for the furthest left lane and the access road sold up on 20 east yesterday i'm like this shit is ridiculous every time you turn around you know these people get their asses on 20 85 75 285 and get the crashing and slipping and sliding into people's shit stay y'all ass at home these atlanta drivers got me fucked up get an uber <laughs> what's the other one get a lift that's what it's for shit <laughs> What about COVID? Listen, I'm mad. I think my nose didn't turn red like Rudolph. These motherfuckers got me heated. Do you hear me? I understand. I haven't seen seen an accident with less than four cars in three years. So, I don't know what's (laughs) going on. I've managed to adjust. I've learned how to drive like I'm from Florida. I've learned how to drive like I'm from Alabama. I've learned how to drive like I'm from South Carolina. I've learned how to drive like I'm from New York. I've learned how to drive like I'm from California, Denver, and possibly even... Yeah, this Atlanta driving is um, definitely crazy. The thing that gets me is when one single piece precipitation... Baby, yes. (laughs) I can see that one microscopic little raindrop coming from the sky. And when it hits the asphalt, suddenly everybody forgot how to drive. Folks are slipping, yep. sliding all over. Folks speeding, hydroplaning, and I'm like, all right. So one piece of precipitation hit, and we all forget how to drive. Okay, right. The whole highway away. Well, <laughs> we letting go of these Atlanta drivers, these crazy Atlanta drivers. Okay, Kirby, what you letting go of? Who got you messed up? <laughs> talk, about talk about it 
people that don't follow instructions. Uh, let me just speak for a moment. You know, huh. whatever yeah. set of instructions it is that you have, use them. It's important. Because when you don't and then you get upset and angry and frustrated about getting results that you don't like, the only thing you have left is, well, how did you do it? Did you do it like it was shown to you? Did you go find somebody to teach you? Did you listen to the person that you asked? It's so aggravating when somebody asks you for resources and don't use them. Well, you know, um, I, um, you know, I really want to do X and then I want to do Z and I want to do Y and this, that, and the third. Okay, cool. Here, these are the instructions. This is how you do it. Okay, cool. You bring it back. Yeah, so I put left foot, right foot, uh, blue foot, red foot. No, I told you yellow foot, orange foot, purple foot. Well, no, but I just don't understand. Like, it's just, it's not, it's, 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 it's killing me. I... I, I I use these examples from like when I worked in um, I work in an electronics store and what I find is that I give very specific instructions and don't get me wrong I've been told that I talk too much so maybe I need to condense my instructions but I give accurate instructions and I'm constantly getting people yelling at me well this ain't right and this is not how I did it and this is how this works great because you spend <laughs> eight hours a day doing the same processes over and over again and getting accurate results. Yes. You're so smart. So that's who I'm letting go of. Anybody who don't like to follow instructions and get mad that they don't get the results that they were promised. Um, I don't care if it's in your career, in your relationship, um, in your self-improvement. But you know what, Kermit, um, that reminds me of when black folks would get a piece of furniture yeah, and we see the instructions and we'd be like, oh, I can put this shit together myself. And we don't. You, we don't you, you said we not following instructions, baby. We don't follow Shut the damn instructions. <laughs> you hear me? We put that shit to the side and all type of damn screws be missing and you wondering why the damn table leaning to the left side. Everybody can't do IKEA. You need to save your Amen. money and go to, a, to okay. Ashley Furniture or yeah. Mary. So we let go, folks. We don't follow the instructions. Um, who got me fucked up this week? I'm gonna tell y'all what I'm letting go. Um, I am letting go of people who want everything their way. Huh. I'm so tired of folks who always want stuff to go their way and, and throw a hissy fit when they don't get it. Um, specifically, y'all men who say that you're so patient and you're so mature, and as soon as something don't go your way, you're crying. Okay? Ooh. I ain't got time but for one folks to be up in this house crying, and it better be the one wearing the diapers. Ooh. Okay? Everything can't go our way. And the, and the thing that gets me too with that kind of person, honestly, is when you make concessions and you compromise and you, you know, you give them some of the things that they want, it's never enough. And how quickly they forget because five minutes later, they cry and talk about how they don't never get nothing they want and never nothing they way. And I'm like, 
You just got two things you wanted five minutes ago. But it's never enough. I think that it's okay to um, Come on, demand things that you want and to you know, stand firm in things you really believe in. But to think that the world is going to conform to your will and to give you everything you want is just insane. So Some of that childhood, Nick, my bad. Yeah, talk about it. It, some of that stuff just stems from childhood. That that entitlement, you always getting what you want. Nobody has ever told you no. You know what I'm saying? That that stuff comes from childhood. See, this is why they need to stop giving these kids participation awards because oh, yes, entitlement yes. with these things. Y'all so used to getting trophies for showing up and doing nothing that y'all don't understand that you get first, second, and third place. Everybody didn't win. I don't like right. that. I'm telling these kids, everybody won. Good job. No, that no. kid won. And if you want to step up and do as good as that kid, then you need to practice some more. Okay? You're going to have to put in the work that that kid put in or realize this ain't your sport. But, yeah, you're right. I think it is a lot of the upbringing. And how, again, what I said earlier, quit raising these asshole kids. I'm sick yeah. of it because they become asshole entitled adults and we out here dealing with them. Listen. That's true, especially this generation coming up, child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm letting go of. I'm letting go of people who always want things their way all the time, no matter what, and who can't handle it when things don't their way. All right, so that's our bet goes of the week. Um, well, you guys, that brings Man, us to the end wow. of our program today. Before we go, Kirby, let everybody know where they can find us on social media. You can find us on at Extra Crispy, Extra Wet on Instagram and also at The Young Aunties. Uh, everything is in development. Uh, we've got our Instagram set up. We've got some great graphics coming for you all. And extracrispyextrawet.com um, is in the making. So look forward to that launching um, in the near, near future, um, as well as the youngaunties.com will be launching in the near future. Um, again, follow us on all platforms, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we'll set up a Facebook eventually, but the main thing we're working on is the website right now. We appreciate you all. We got a lot of great follows and feedback this past weekend when we launched um, some of our first bit of uh, yes, and we want y'all involvement. So one thing um, Kirby definitely has been encouraging people to do: our young aunties and young uncles out there, we want you to be a part of this show. If you have ideas, if you have content that you want to see on the show, you want to join us on um, our podcast, let us know. Please DM us. We are so interested in having you guys on. Um, if you have an idea for a specialty show um, or if you just want to input on the hot topics, please let us know. We want our young uncles and aunties to be a part of this too. All right. It's all hearts and minds clear. Any final thoughts or anything? Y'all want to let anybody know what you got going on? Okay. Chazzy, anything? I just tell everybody, I'm wake Gucci. up and breathe. Have a great oh, week, y'all. All right. Well, all hearts and minds are clear. Well, it's that time, you guys. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun, but we got to go. Y'all know we don't go say goodbye in Atlanta fashion. We just going to say, all right, then, shouty. <laughs>